you got about like six hours before this episode was totally out of date. <laughs> <That's think>. for... <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. You need to. Yeah, we, we got to publish now. No, no editing. Just publish. This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Eric Barnes and Jack Frew. Hello, and welcome to the Laravel News Podcast. I'm Eric Barnes, and with me, as always, is Jack Frew. How are we doing, Jack? I'm doing great, and we also have a couple other guests today. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? I'm Taylor Otwell, creator of Laravel. And I'm Adam Wathen, the host of Full Stack Radio and a developer at Titan Co. Nice to have you guys on. So today's episode is a special edition. We are going to talk about Laravel Valet, which released yesterday. And Valet is a new Laravel development environment for the Mac. You don't have to have Vagrant, Apache, Nginx, anything like that. It's awesome. I love it. I would actually give you $100 for Valet versus Spark. <laughs> That's how much I like Valet. Oh, we can arrange that. We can arrange that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I knew it would be right up Eric's alley because I know he loves the simplicity of like a MAMP style setup. Yes. And, and, uh, I actually installed MAMP last week um, on my MacBook. I was like, I'm going to, I'm tired of dealing with uh, Vagrant. So I'm just going to install MAMP for my little side stuff. And, and then this came along and it was like, oh, this is just brilliant. So, uh, yes, I'm very excited. So, uh, so I guess the first question, how did it come about? How'd y'all, how'd y'all come up with the idea? You can tell the story, Adam. There's a little, it was basically a telegram conversation, IM conversation. Yeah. So, um, I think Taylor was working on trying to get Homestead ready for Ubuntu 1604. And in trying to kind of sort that out, he ran into some bugs where Vagrant wasn't really properly supporting it yet, which was kind of delaying things. And I had just mentioned in Telegram, we were chatting that like, I don't even really use Homestead unless I absolutely have to for, uh, you know, a bunch of reasons that Valet actually solves. And he was like, so what, you just use like the artisan serve? And I was like, yeah, just artisan serve. It works fine. And, and then Taylor kind of went down the path of um, kind of getting his local machine set up to be able to try it out. And he was just like, damn, this is Zonda. <laughs> like everything is so fast. Everything just works. Like you kind of have this idea in your head sometimes that like getting your Mac set up to like serve PHP stuff can be hairy. Like there's all these different things that you have to install and, you know, setting things up with homebrew, making sure MySQL launches when you start your computer and understanding what the passwords are for all these things. And it's actually not really like as complicated as maybe it used to be, or maybe people think it is in their heads, especially now, like using the PHP built-in server instead of having to use a local Apache or Nginx setup. So, uh, yeah, Taylor was playing with it, and he thought it was uh, actually, you know, a lot uh, better than I guess he expected. Then I had mentioned that, like, the only thing that kind of sucked about it was that every time I want to, you know, work on a site, I'm always going to the terminal, running artisan serve, and then visiting whatever app I'm working on at, like, localhost 8000. And uh, Taylor's workflow and a lot of people using Homestead are kind of just used to having all their sites available all the time at, you know, whatever domain that they've specified. That was kind of a deal breaker, I think, for Taylor. And then we just kind of just started exploring, like, you know, what if it didn't have to be that way? And then, like, four days of, like, hazy fog later, we have this, like, awesome local development environment tool that, you know, is magical and does all these things that I didn't even think were going to be possible. So that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. We went through a lot of iterations on what Valet looked like, even in the past, like, four or five days. So how Valet works currently in its, like, production form is... 
it installs a daemon on your Mac that launches that PHP built-in server in the background just right when your machine boots. And then everything is proxied to 127.0.0.1, just your local address, by the software called DNS Mask, which uh, Valet installs through Brew. When you run Valet install, it automatically installs and configures that. And what that does is just intercept all all domains that end in .dev by default are just automatically redirected to that IP address. And then the PHP server is listening on that and then reads the incoming request URIs. It spins through all the drivers. Does this driver support it? Like, is it a WordPress site? Is it a Laravel site? Is it a craft site? And then says, okay, it's a WordPress site. Let's hand it off to the WordPress driver and it can route it how it needs to. But we actually went through a lot of iterations where like at one point we had like a Node.js proxy that was sending requests over to PHP, which, and then at that point, everything could be like SSL and everything, but it required you to have NPM, do NPM install. And it was just sort of an extra step. So then we simplified it even further to just pure PHP. So all it really depends on is PHP and DNS mask. That's awesome. Did you guys, did you guys even sleep for four days? Like I, I'm amazed that you went, you know, from like idea to finished product. And by finished product, I mean like, you know, most people are pretty, con- most people are pretty content if they can get the damn thing out on GitHub. Like you guys had a commercial, there was documentation up on Laravel.com. Like w- w- tell me how you guys did that so quickly. Like, do you guys use special tools or like, you know, are, 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 like, are you able to like type on two different computers with each hand? Like Taylor, like, is that like, is that what's happening here? Like it's ridiculous. It was like, it was all Taylor. Like Sunday, I put together like a little proof of concept that kind of worked when you kind of manually installed DNS mask and set up some stuff and kind of, we figured out that it was possible. And then I think Taylor kind of got bit by the bug and then worked on it for like 16 hours a day for the (laughs) next four days while I did my normal work at Titan during the day. Wow. Yeah. I I worked eight hour days on it. And then at night I would put in probably a couple of extra hours. So yeah, it was probably 12 or 13 hour days for a few days. But then also I think, it valet is not that complicated of a concept like in terms of how it works so it, it wasn't like a ton of code to get it going the the sort of like big breaks were you know figuring out how to start up the php server as a daemon and then this whole driver set up how that's going to work but other than that we yeah we worked uh i worked pretty straight through on it all day and um you know i was talking to adam on telegram most days like bouncing ideas off of him and and making sure it all sounded good. But yeah, it was a pretty fast whirlwind process. And like, I've even like pinged Adam today. Like, is this even real? Like, did this really happen? <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. Even like some of the, the coolest features didn't even exist till like Wednesday night, night at like midnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I love is like, once you, once you get that, like the spark of idea, you know, it's like, there's nothing that can stop you from actually, you know, getting it finished and, and you'll work like 15 hour days and you don't even realize how fast, you know, the, 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 how fast or how long you're working on it and all that. It's just kind of amazing how software development in general is that way. Yeah, I agree. And I think what's really cool about valet is I feel like it helps other people start that process. I don't know about you guys, but I've had times where I've like, I should really roll up a new Laravel instance and try something out. But then I'm like, ah, I don't want to go through the trouble of creating another homestead box and all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, you kind of, you kind of skip it. And this, uh, it, it actually does remind me a little bit of the MAMP days when I would just, you know, hit a couple of buttons and bam, I was done. This is even easier. Yeah, it's way easier than MAMP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just automatic. Yeah. Which is, which is crazy. Yeah. 
because like just today i just i just did symphony new in a project i did laravel new spark new dropped a wordpress site in dropped a craft site in and like didn't have to didn't have to not touch a single file <laughs> and i just hit the domain and they all work exactly how they're supposed to like that's ridiculous i mean not even <laughs> homestead can give that kind of automatic setup right right that is just crazy so how does it know like what type of site is in the folder so on a on the technical side the request comes in and there's an array of so-called valet drivers there's a wordpress driver a laravel driver blah 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 and each one of those has a single method on it called serves and it hands it the path to the site and basically all you have to do is try to identify do can i serve this so like the wordpress driver says does the wp-admin directory exist in this path if so like consider this a wordpress site like for Laravel, we say, is the artisan file here uh, or whatever? And like for uh, Statamic, we can look for a Statamic directory or Statamic. Uh, God, Jack's yeah, going to be really ticked <laughs> off. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Jack. And then, you know, they all kind of have some unique feature where you can identify what it is. And all that driver does is say, yep, this I can serve this. It returns true or false. And that's all there is to it, really. Now, let me ask you a question about these drivers, because when I first looked at it, I kind of had this like knee-jerk reaction of like, why do I need a driver just to run WordPress? Like, I don't need that anywhere else. The, the drivers, are they basically doing some of the config that you would have done in the web server before, and that's why they're kind of specific? Yep. The drivers are basically emulating the Nginx rewrite rules in pure PHP. Okay. So, yeah, the way that Nginx would typically proxy Symfony it would typically proxy all of the request incoming to app.php or app.dev.php. And in Valet, that's all done in pure PHP. So we say, you know, this is the front controller. We're basically recreating the Nginx rewrite in PHP. That's pretty clever. That was awesome. Yeah. It's cool, too, because like everything runs off one PHP server. So it's not like you have a separate PHP process for every site. It just all gets funneled through this one kind of, you know, in between PHP server that kind of handles dispatching things to the correct place. And did I hear like the overhead's like seven meg? Yeah, for PHP itself, yeah. That's what it is on my machine, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For PHP itself, and then of course, whatever MySQL you're running, but like if you were doing PHP and SQLite or something like that, yeah, you would just be at seven megs. That's awesome. It's nice because like at least, even if, you know, MySQL can use a couple hundred megs of RAM or something, depending on how much data you have in there. But it never uses like more than it needs to, right? right. Like it's using the exact amount that you need. So if you're someone that's running like a, a MacBook Air or something with like four gigs of RAM, you know, using a full VM that, you know, requires two gigs of RAM to f- function properly right. is like pretty rough. So now yeah. you can, if you just want to run SQLite and PHP, like that's 10 megs of RAM or something and your machine is still going to like work properly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. So uh, I wonder, like, Taylor and, and Adam, can you comment? I think that there's still a place for Homestead in all of this stuff, right? Because it, to me, it's, it's like part of a development path of going from, like, a dev environment to, let's say, something provisioned with Forge. Do you guys want to comment on, like, where all these tools kind of now fit within each other? Yeah. So for, for me, I'm good. I would use Homestead in a few different situations. Like, for me personally, I'm going to use Homestead anytime I'm doing any Laravel development that requires me to use Postgres or requires me to use some specific Linux tool that I don't really feel like I want to brew on my Mac just because it's complicated or I just don't feel like I want it always on my Mac. Um, you know, So mainly I'm going to use Homestead if I need some Linux-specific thing or I need Postgres. But 
you know, for a lot of, for 90% of the stuff I'm doing, I really just need PHP in my SQL. I don't really ever need anything else because even with like Laravel queues, I typically always just use the database driver. If I'm local, I never really use Beanstalk because the database driver is easy to inspect because I can just open it in SQL Pro and look at the jobs table and see all my jobs. I don't really have to have any kind of separate Beanstalked console or whatever like that. Um, and then for my cache, um, Redis is really easy to install on Brew. So I just Brew install Redis. And so basically everything I need is local for 90% of what I'm doing. And then for the other stuff where I need to test something on Postgres or I need something very Linux specific, like um, you know some Linux tool, then I'll, I'll boot up Homestead. But you can actually run them both simultaneously. I mean, you could have Vagrant running and Valet running, and they don't really conflict as long as you're domains you know you're mapping different domains to different services is it easy to change the domain from dot dev to like dot eric or something like that if we wanted to yeah it is since about uh one hour ago yeah you can, you can. <laughs> it is amazing how fast you guys are like cranking out updates to this i remember seeing the the twitter feed yesterday and it was like every i don't know it was like every couple hours like oh yeah we now have a driver for this and there's yeah. a driver for that now yeah and some of that's some of that's pull requests but now with the domain stuff you can just do valet domain eric and that would change your to all your sites can be accessed at whatever dot eric that's cool uh here's a question for you guys one of the things i got bit by when i was like an early developer is case sensitivity and i was using mamp on the mac which is kind of like i guess it it takes the underlying os's file system to determine whether it's case sensitive or not so i would get bit by doing like includes and stuff where i would use the wrong case and they would work on my mac but when i got them over to uh, let's say like a Linux box, then they stop working, right? I'd have these stupid case errors. Is that is that still going to be a thing with with pretty much like with Valet based on how it works? Yeah, I'm guessing Valet won't really affect any terms of like um, anything to do with case sensitivity since it would just be whatever whatever Mac uses is whatever it's going to be. Okay. And for me, what happened was I uh, I learned pretty quickly that you have to pay attention to case, but it was definitely a you know, it was definitely an obstacle as a new person trying to get into it. And that was actually one of the areas I really liked uh, Homestead for is that I felt like I had an exact clone of what was going to be, you know, on my server that Forge provisioned for me. But I, I think this is such a great tool and I, I could totally see using this for all kinds of stuff, especially those real early, like you have an idea or you want to check out a package or whatever. I, I think it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. All right. So guys, uh, the sharing, so you can share from Valet to basically it just creates a URL and you can share it with anybody in the world. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how that actually works? Sure. Okay. So um, sharing uses this really cool tool called Ingrok. And I was really happy to find out that you could just download Ingrok sort of as a binary and we could bundle it with Valet because I was scared like I was going to have to have an NPM install step to install Ingrok. So that made me really happy. So basically we bundled that with Valet and when you run valet share, we basically just proxy that command over to ingrok after we determine what domain this should be and, and all that stuff, what your current um, host and domain are, I mean. And that basically starts up ingrok, which somehow through some magic, which I don't understand, gives you a public URL that can access your local sites. And I don't know how that works, but uh, you can read more about that if you're interested. But it's really convenient because... There's a couple of use cases. One, you can show it to your coworker or your boss or whatever to sort of preview what a website looks like. But then two, a lot of times if you're building a service that uses uh, webhooks, like say, for example, you're integrating with Stripe and Stripe is calling you with some webhook information. 
testing that locally is impossible, of course, if you're just using local hosts because Stripe can't call local hosts. It doesn't know what that is. But if you if you run Valet Share and then use that URL as your webhook URL in Stripe, Stripe can actually send you those webhooks locally and you can test that everything's working. Nice. So that makes it a really slick way to 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 share that site publicly. And it's just so fast and like mindless in Valet to just change into the directory when Valet Share. And then we actually get that URL into your clipboard through some other crazy magic <laughs> and then just let you p- paste it into your browser. Are you doing that? Is that coming from PHP that you got it into the clipboard? Like, what did you do there? No, we that this was sort of like a turning point in the whole Valet uh, story, but. We couldn't we couldn't launch into Ngrok from pure PHP. Like we couldn't just run pass through Ngrok because Ngrok like takes over your whole terminal with this interactive like status display, which doesn't really work with pass through. And so what we had to do is when you run Valet on your terminal, you're not actually hitting the Symphony console app directly. First, you're hitting a pure bash script that says, "Is this command share or a few other commands?" If it's not shared, just pass it over to the Valet PHP console application. And it's all sort of transparent that you're not actually hitting a bash script. But if it's share, then we actually can call ngrok from bash. And that actually works properly to, to sort of proxy into ngrok from pure bash. Then to get the URL into your clipboard, that's tricky because once we call ngrok, your terminal is hung on ngrok. And we don't really know what URL ngrok assigned you at that point. And we have really no way to get it because your terminal is just hanging there. So what we had to do was fire off a script right before we call ngrok. We fire off this script that fetches the URL and we fire it off in the background. So we run this command with an ampersand at the end in bash, which puts that into the background. And then we call ngrok. And what that background script does is call, (laughs) this is getting kind of convoluted. (laughs) Ngrok actually exposes, when you start up ngrok, it exposes an, an API on localhost port 4040 which is like this vast, this huge miracle that they even do this because it made this possible. (laughs) But you can hit this local API and it will list all the Ngrok tunnels that are on your local machine, which is like, it's almost like they built that specifically for Valet, I feel like. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So we can hit that API in the background and we sort of retry it, you know, like a few different times waiting a few hundred milliseconds so that we can make sure the tunnel's established. But then that gives us that URL and we can just put it in, into your clipboard with the bash uh, pb copy command, which you can put stuff into the clipboard with. So that was that was a little tricky. But we, when we were building Valet, we sort of had this like no compromises rule. Like we're going to be able to drop yeah. it in a folder <laughs> and we're going to be able to hit it in the browser at folder.dev. And we're not going to put a port on it and we're not going to have to edit a host file and we're not going to have to like copy and paste URLs around or anything. So like the whole thing was sort of like, we're going to make this work. And we sort of had to fiddle yeah. with it to, to trick around uh, things. There were, there were times of weakness. Yeah. Well, there were times where but, we um, almost gave in, like, <laughs> you know, the, like almost like, okay, well, if we just put a port there, it'll work right, <laughs> and it'll be done. <laughs> How did you guys get around the port 80 thing? Cause every time I launch MAMP, if I use any port below like 10,000 or whatever, like it, it, it says oh, you got to run this as uh, like as an ad. So this was a. This is actually kind of another, just one of those interesting, yeah. kind of polished details. But uh, a bunch of the valet commands actually require you to be root for those reasons, right? Okay. So you can use port eighty if you do it as root, but it introduced this kind of annoying thing for us where now like some valet commands needed to be sudo and some didn't need to be sudo, and 
you'd have to kind of remember which ones that you need to, uh, you know, be root to actually do. And that was kind of not really the experience that we wanted to provide. But when we um, were doing the ngrok thing, you know, and introduced this kind of shell script layer at the beginning, we realized that that actually opened up the possibility for us to remove any need to ever, you know, type sudo before any command because we were kind of proxying through this extra layer. So if you do valet install, that actually needs root, but because of the way it works, that pipes off, it opens up like the valet PHP script and opens that as root, which will then prompt you in your terminal for your password, but you never actually have to remember, you know, which commands require you to be root in advance because it now has a way of just asking you for your password when it needs to without having to um, do that. That's awesome. Yeah. And then with the PHP server, like as far as starting that on port 80, we install this file in slash library slash launch demons on Mac. And that that directory contains XML files that can start programs in the background. And it starts them as root. Now, that all works well and good. Like you can start PHP server as root on port 80 that way. But we did hit a snag, and this was another big kind of turning point in Valet's uh, short history, <laughs> where if the PHP server is running as root, one, it's not that great for security because any script could just pass through RM slash right. and delete your entire hard drive. But then also, any files that you write, say from your Laravel application, are owned by root. So on your terminal as your user, you're not going to be able to like de- delete them or anything without your pseudo password. So how we actually worked around that, and this this was really bugging us because this was like actually a really hard thing that we couldn't figure out. So I was laying in bed at like 1 a.m. and I was wondering, <laughs> does PHP have a function to let me de-escalate my user from PHP? And it, it turns out there actually is such a function. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, POSIX underscore set UID. If you're running as root in PHP, you can actually de-escalate to a different user ID. Okay. And so at the top of the PHP server script, we actually de-escalate to whatever user owns the valet install. So in most cases, it's Taylor or Adam or Eric. And so we immediately de-escalate. And now any files you write are owned by the user that you would expect, You know, the user that you're logged on as. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so the POSIX set UID, that like came to me at 1 a.m. and I Googled it and saw that it exists. And I was like, oh man, like this changes everything about valet. <laughs> you couldn't sleep all night thinking about it, right? Oh, I got I, I immediately got out of bed and tried it in it and made it work. <laughs> is is your wife used to this kind of stuff or do these only happen like once a year? She never even knew. I mean, she never even knew that happened. <laughs> that's great so so how much of this is actually going to ever be transferred over to homestead or any of it so the dns mass stuff i would really works really great with homestead actually so that you don't ever have to edit your host file as far as like dropping stuff in a folder and just sort of like proxying it to in automatically i'm sure it actually would be possible because you would have to write a specific nginx config to do it um, so, you know, we'll see. Maybe in the future, um, similar uh, features can come to Homestead. I would ask for the uh, group of people that are running on Windows. Is there any possibility of seeing something like this under Windows? Mm, not written by me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to fork it. <laughs> yeah, not written by me. Yeah, that's the problem. It's just like neither of us use Windows. <laughs> so it'd be very, very difficult to, to maintain. Yeah, it's tough um, because any now any pull request we get from that point on, we have to sort of consider, does this work on Windows? 
And that's a lot of maintenance overhead, especially when you already have a lot of projects um, and stuff going on. Having to worry about, will this break anything on Windows is just something like I don't really want to tackle. One thing I wanted to ask about, if people are listening to this right now and you haven't seen it, Adam, you did a fantastic commercial for this thing. I mean, like the thing just came out like yesterday and it like it already had over a thousand views. Tell us about this commercial, about what went into making it. And, uh, and, and, you know, it seemed like you had a good time building it. Yeah. On Wednesday at like quarter to 11 at night, (laughs) uh, when Taylor was working on some features and we were just like kind of riding this wave about how pumped we were about how awesome this tool was and how well it was working. I just, for some reason I had this funny idea to make like just a little audio snippet with like some stupid background (laughs) music just to kind of like get a laugh yeah. and just kind of finish the night off. Like, I don't know. There was like, there was no, <laughs> nothing intentional about it or anything. And yeah. So I just like started putting it together because we were just talking about like, I can't believe like this just like works. Like think about like all the annoying things that happen, like when you're doing it any other way. So I just decided to put together this kind of totally not taking itself seriously, kind of for laughs, funny little thing. And, um, Ended up adding video to it after the fact. So I was up to like 1.30 in the morning. I mean, it's still not that bad. Like it was like two hours, I guess, to put it together. Yeah, that's still crazy. And then uh, I sent it to uh, Taylor and he loved it and was, you know, laughing his ass off. And uh, even his wife, too, I think, was losing her mind <laughs> to watch again. So at that point, like we just kind of decided like, man, we have to like share this with the world somehow. It's like too funny. So we put it out there as kind of like, I guess, the first quasi-official kind of Laravel <laughs> video trailer thing. But uh, yeah, no, it was a fun time for sure. Yeah, we had to uh, we had to edit the profanity a little bit because <laughs> the, the unofficial director's cut version was pretty hardcore. Okay. <laughs> I, I love the beeps, though. I thought that was, uh, that was perfect because it really actually, to me, it like echoed sentiment that I've had when you're talking about these things, right? So it felt very genuine. I, I liked it. All new future Laravel packages and so forth. They're all going to have commercials attached to them now. I know. I know. We've kind of set a precedent here. <laughs> I don't know. We might have. Right. We might have set yeah. a precedent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to do yeah, it now. For sure. You know. Oh, that's awesome, guys. I, I can't. I still can't. I, I'm still in, in amazement that you guys threw this together as quickly as you did, and even more so now after talking to you guys. I mean, you were you were hammering through some problems. It wasn't just like, oh, let's just configure this thing and we'll put it out there. It was like rewritten several times, basically, like, like just trying completely different approaches. Like we almost tried to pull an Nginx at one point, but that again was a moment of weakness. Yeah. (laughs) But the way it's turned out is awesome. Like even like, even when I put that little commercial together, that doesn't even like convey kind of the, some of the coolest things that this can do because those things didn't exist until after the commercial was finished, which was only less than (laughs) you know 36 hours ago um so yeah it's pretty cool like we were already thinking it was like such an extremely awesome and cool tool when it was like just serving laravel applications really easily and now and now it's like way beyond that so real cool what i love is uh that tweet you tweeted adam that said you helped a friend who's learning to program and you got them get you got them set up on valet in under 10 minutes and you know now they can just start programming instead of having to deal with everything i mean i I just i think that's amazing for bringing new people in i actually helped that same guy with um homestead before when because he's been trying to like he's uh, a designer 
and he's just been like playing with JavaScript and wanting to learn PHP just because like he's buddies with me and I kind of just recommended it because that's the thing I'd be able to give him the most help with. And um, I got him set up on Homestead once and, you know, I expected it to be really easy, uh, you know, because I could set it up on my machine and it was really easy, but it just took a lot of time and, you know, downloading VirtualBox, like this is yeah. like starting from scratch, right? Like his machine has nothing on it set up to work this way, getting Vagrant running and all this stuff. And just trying to explain like what this stuff means at the same time too, like, so understanding like the vagrant terminal commands, uh, explaining this to someone who doesn't really use the terminal at all, you know? Hey, one more thing I did want to ask about, because I thought this was really clever too. You know, when you're running these things locally, you have a dot dev address, right? And then when they're shared uh, publicly, you get an address that's copied into your URL. Uh, Taylor, I thought I saw you tweet something about uh, some kind of, you know, rewrite module that you had to write so that the names would work in either location. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So, yeah, the problem there was if your Laravel app is generating absolute URLs, it's going to generate them at your Laravel.dev address. And that's going to break, you know, if you share it in Ingrok and you click a Laravel and your boss clicks a Laravel.dev, that's going to break for him. So, um, there was a couple of ways we thought we could do this. And originally I had written sort of a middleware to rewrite all your links on the fly. Like as the response comes back out, rewrite all the H ref, whatever references to the Ingrok URL. Uh, but then that felt like Adam was like, no, that's too stupid. Like, you know, you have to add that to your Laravel <laughs> app or whatever. And so then we look at the headers that are coming in from Ingrok and we see that they're sending us like a X original host header that has the ingrok url in it and so then we're like oh okay so then, oh, then all we had to do was copy that header over to the um underscore server http host we could copy over that header from ingrok into the php http host header and everything works because now your laravel app thinks oh my domain is ingrok and, and you know even when it generates absolute urls it generates them with the ingrok url and so that was actually that was kind of like super a, nice. Yeah, that was a big yeah. moment because we kind of realized the power that we had because we have total control over all the server variables and global variables before like whatever app that you're dispatching it to ever gets it. So we have complete control to do anything that we need to do to make sure that that app can can run properly and be totally ignorant to the fact that it's even being served by Valet. Yeah. I, I think another thing that I thought was really cool about the whole project is that a lot of the code that I looked at that you guys had, and mind you, this was a full day ago, so it could have changed, of course, by now, but it seemed pretty easy to grasp. Like, you know, when you look at Laravel for the first time, you know, there's so much, so much code and so many libraries, right? Uh, this, like, when I looked at it, I was like, you know, I, I bet you if I spent an hour or two with it, I'd completely get every little piece of how the thing is working, which I thought makes it kind of a great, a great starting point for people who are also kind of learning the language and understanding how all this stuff works. What, what do you guys think in, in that regard? Is it something that you want people looking at? Do you think there's something to learn from it? Yeah, it's it's a pretty simple project. I guess it's it's a unique application of PHP, I guess, in that it, it does a really different thing than your typical web app. And another another kind of interesting thing is that we can't use any, we can't use like Illuminate support or any kind of helper methods or anything like that because, you know, we're so early in the request cycle, Not no composer things have been loaded or anything. So... It's a, you know, it, it's a, it's pretty much just raw PHP and it's sort of unique, but hopefully the code's easy to grasp, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's actually like, it's not that complicated of a tool to write. Like, I think the actual biggest challenges 
we're just like figuring out how to make it even possible to provide the experience that we wanted to provide and finding the right combination of technologies and approaches and and stuff to do it and then you know the actual code to do it once you figure out what approach you need to take is not you know as complicated as you might think based on you know how powerful the thing really is that's awesome go uh download valet and give it a try because it'll change your world (laughs) and taylor this is uh if i remember when i looked at the documentation yesterday this is on the uh like the the basic like getting started documentation right there's no there's no tab off of the menu bar across the top yet that that brings you to valet is there you just go to documentation and then on the sidebar there's it's right under homestead there's a valet link perfect perfect so that's where you can find it Thanks, guys, for being on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Have you ever wanted to spin up a new Laravel application to play with a new idea? Creating the new application is easy with the Laravel Installer CLI tool, but previewing your new project in the browser? Well, that's a whole other story. Say you're using Laravel Homestead. First, you need to boot the virtual machine and wait for Vagrant to time out for no logical reason like it always seems to do before it finally authenticates with your SSH key. This usually takes long enough that you probably end up browsing Twitter or Reddit, arguing with Nandas instead of building your next multi-million dollar business. When you finally get back to checking your terminal, you realize Vagrant is waiting for you to enter your sudo password because you're using NFS folders so that Vagrant doesn't feel like an unbelievably slow, worthless piece of sh**. Next, you need to add your new site to some cryptic YAML file, reprovision the virtual machine, and edit your host's file in f***ing Vim before you realize you left the public directory off of the end of your site path and need to start all over again. What. A. Mess. What if local development didn't need to be such a pain in the ass? What if things just worked? Can. You. Imagine? Introducing Laravel Valet, the development environment that makes you realize how much of a f***ing dummy you are for ever tolerating anything else. Watch this. All I need to do is run valet install, enter my password, and then run valet park from the directory where I keep my projects. Now, when I open my browser, all of my projects are available at .dev URLs automatically. F***ing magic. If I create a new project, I can instantly visit it in the browser without editing a single thing. It just works. But wait, there's more. Have you ever wanted to share a project you're working on with a friend? Until now, you might have deployed it to an existing server, created a new database, maybe even had to edit a f***ing DNS entry, or god forbid buy yet another domain. With Laravel Valet, just run Valet Share from within the project directory, and a public URL to your site will be added to your clipboard. What. A. Rush. Get started with Laravel Valet today at github.com slash Laravel slash Valet. Once you try it out, I promise you'll be saying, damn, that's Zonda. This concludes this episode of the Laravel News Podcast. Thanks for listening.